So here's, here's what's going to happen. Well, let me explain it like this. Um, have you heard of the word liturgy? I've talked about it before. You heard of the word liturgy? Most of the time when we hear the word liturgy, we think boring, right? We think like it goes, like we do all these steps, everybody reads the same thing and everybody, it's like the same every week after week after week. Well, we here uh, at Renew, we have a liturgy uh, that we follow. Um, Every church, in fact, has a liturgy that we follow. You, in your homes, you have a liturgy that you follow. You, at work, have a liturgy that you follow. Uh, Your Saturdays have a certain liturgy to them. Your Sundays have a certain liturgy to them. Your entire year has a certain liturgy about it. It's kind of the order in which you do things, right? Liturgy means the work of the people. That's what liturgy means. So when we gather here together and we talk about how we have a liturgy here at Renew, uh, we're not talking about the things that the, the worship band does. We're not talking about the things that I do when I stand up here and do whatever it is that I do. Uh, we are talking about the work of the people. Now, the way we normally have things set up, there are chairs set up. So it feels like when you walk into this space that you come in and you sit down and all you do is receive, right? So that's kind of the way that we have it set up is the people up here do the work and the people out here sit and receive. Uh, That's not what liturgy means. Liturgy is the work of the people. So the expectation when you come in here is that you will participate, that your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, everything that is in you participates, and you offer with your voices. You offer with the people around you. You shake hands, you greet people, you love people. All of that stuff is part of the liturgy that we do. Now, normally, when we get to this part of worship, again, it's me standing up here, or somebody else standing up here and speaking and you all receiving. Uh, But let me let you in on a secret. When I get up here to talk, um, I'm expecting you to participate. I'm expecting you to use your brains, to use your reasoning. I I expect that some of you will be sitting out there and you will think to yourself, "Eh, I don't know about that one. I don't don't know if I agree with that. I think I'll have to I have to think about that for a little bit. Or sometimes you'll be out there and you'll be using your, your whole being and you'll feel like, oh my goodness, this scripture is speaking to me exactly, this is exactly what I need to hear. So you're participating. And then when you leave, uh, I am under no illusion that you don't talk about what happens here. Obviously, hopefully, uh, you know, it is my prayer that every time I get up here and talk, that this is the beginning of the conversation. And that you'll walk out the doors and that you'll continue that conversation. And hopefully the Spirit will do something in you and you'll make a change. You'll think to yourself, oh, this is something that I need to do. So my hope is that we all participate in this event called the sermon. This morning, we are literally going to participate together in this event we call the sermon. So I'm not going to preach We, together, we are going to preach. You all, we all together, we are going to give the sermon. All of you are looking at me like, what? 
Some of you are thinking, no, 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 no. I did not come here for this today. That's okay. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, I've got the scripture laid out at each table. Uh, there are two sheets. Uh, you can follow along that way. Then we're going to entertain these three questions, these, this up, in, and out questioning. Uh, so we're going to ask the question, what does this story reveal about God? Up, in, what does this story reveal about us? What does this story reveal about humanity? What does this story reveal about us as a church? And then the final question, out, what is this calling us to do? What is this calling us, how is this calling us to serve? Now, I'm going to read the scriptures once, uh, and right now I'm going to ask for a volunteer to read it a second time. Uh, I would prefer it to be someone who is 12 years old or younger. Do I have any volunteers? Caleb, would you, would you, Caleb, come on up, come on up. I'm going to have you read that. I'm going to read it first. Actually, I'll have you read it first. Does that sound good? And then I'll read it. You want to hold it? Do you want to hold this too, or do you want me to hold it for you? Yes, he's got this. Before you read, I'm going to pray. Does that sound good? Okay, let's pray. God, thank you for this opportunity, uh, for the ability for us to gather together as a community in your presence and around your word. We ask, oh God, that we would pay attention to your presence, that we would pay attention to your spirit, and that you somehow, some way, in the middle of all of these conversations that we have, that you would speak, and that your voice would be the voice that we would hear. Speak, for your servants are listening. Amen. All right, Caleb, you're up, dude. Lord has said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your, great, your, your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, all, and all those all peoples on earth who will be blessed through you. So Abraham went as the Lord had told him, and Lot and Lot went with him. Abraham was seventy five years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the positions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan and they arrived there. Abraham traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Moreh Shechem Shechem. At at that time the Can 
Canaanites were in the land, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your offspring I will give give land. The Lord appeared to Abraham, I mean, this land. So he built an altar there there to be the Lord who had appeared to him. From from there he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abraham Abram set out and continued toward, toward the Negev. Oh, so good. Thank you. Thank you so Yes. There's something about that that just makes me smile. Caleb, thank you for your help. There's a lot of weird words in there, huh? You did fantastic. Thank you. All right. Now I'm going to read it. The Lord said to Abram, leave your country, your people, your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. So on your, there's a little different translation that you have here, but I like this one better, which, which captures the leaving and the going. So there are things that you are leaving and there is something toward which you are going leave. Leave what? Leave your country, your people, your father's household. What are those things? Those are all of the things that give us safety and security. Those are the things that we hold on to more tightly than anything else. God says, leave. Leave. Go. I'm not telling you where yet. Go. I'll show you while you're on the way. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram left as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, all the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan and arrived there. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land, and then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring, I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him from there. He went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent. With Bethel on the west and Ai on the east, there he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. The neighbors set out and continued toward the Negev. We will go that far. So if you read the first 11 chapters of Genesis, lots of really interesting things happen in the first 11 chapters. Then you get to chapter 12 of Genesis And it's almost like, oh, this is different. Oh, this is something new. This is something fresh. What is happening here? It's almost as if God is almost starting again. Almost like 
Abram and Sarai are kind of a new-ish Adam, Adam and Eve, maybe. And now God is going to do something in them and through them and something different is happening, right? So that's kind of the setup to the story. Uh, now we're going to ask some questions. What I want you to do is spend about five minutes around the table together. You've got the scriptures in front of you. Uh, if one of you would write down, take notes on your conversation, I would love it if we have, after about five minutes, we're going to have some time together where, where each table, if you want, just says, this is what we came up with. Uh, now, there's one ground rule here. Actually, probably two. Uh, if you don't want to speak, if your table doesn't want to speak to the whole group, uh, just say pass, and everybody will be like, okay, they passed, cool. Uh, number two, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. No one, no one here is going to tell you the right thing to say. No one here is going to tell you what you have to believe. No one is going to tell you, no, 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 you're totally wrong. Uh, I'm releasing that, and I'm trusting the Spirit. So say whatever it is right? Okay. So there's no judgment. This is a judgment-free zone. Are we clear on that one? Okay. So say whatever it is you want to say. So the first question, uh, again, if you want to read through it again, mark up that sheet that has the scripture on it, just answer the question, what does this story say or reveal about God? So we're asking the up question. What does this story reveal about God? Ready? Go. All right, I gave you six minutes. Is that long enough? Does anybody need more time? The rest of us will wait. <laughs> okay, do, do we have a table who would like to share? Do we, do we think we need the microphone for this? Or do you think we can speak loud enough? Okay. Okay. Let's, let's start back here with, with the kids, with the youngest among us. We'll make them break the ice. Okay. What was the second thing you said? Trust, plan. Anything else? What was the other thing you said? Cares. Okay. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Anybody else? Does this table have anything you want to share? Uh huh. Go ahead. <laughs> I heard this table say, that's super vague. <laughs> so God is super. Vague. I like it. Anybody else experience that in their life? God, that was vague. Yeah, me too. I like it. You guys, anything? Promises. Mm-hmm.
love it. How about this table? Huh? <laughs> I have neat handwriting, you think? Thank you. They like my handwriting. What else? You... Oh, yeah. I will repeat the answers. That's what you asked me. Will you repeat the answers? <laughs> okay, you, you got anything? God is creative. Mmm, playing favorites maybe? Okay, anything else? God talks. All right, I like it. Anything over here? Promises, rewards, blessings. It's getting less neat as we get lower. Okay, anything else? Next time we'll start over on here. Because I'm guessing we're going to maybe start repeating stuff. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> Desires re. So, God desires relationship and. Humor? Jokes? What was so funny? <laughs> this is dangerous. God has a large vision. Say that one more time. Trust me without knowing. So trust even though God is vague. I like it. I'm going to start underlining stuff. Yeah. Keeps his promises. And... Okay, anything else? Yeah. That is surprising. I don't know if I'm spelling this right. Sup. Surprising. Sup. Anything over here? Oh, we got lots of good stuff. Um, God calls, wants trust, seems to have some sort of idea, even though it's vague, of what this all means. Uh, will not leave us. Promises some stuff. Um, talks about blessing. Um, God talks, reveals, um, desires relationship. 
Large vision. Surprising. Okay, I like that. Anything else? Okay, what does this story have to say about humanity? What does this story have to say about us? And go. The sermon's going to run long, and it's not my fault. So, all right. It's not my fault. All right. Hi, everybody. Hey, everybody. Let's, let's get back together again. Okay, what does this story, let's, let's start on this side. Uh, any, any of the three tables right here want to say anything? Report. You notice that? Okay, so. Okay, Abe, I'm going to call him Abe, it's shorter. Um, sort of halfway, God says, leave all that stuff behind. And it's like, he took his nephew Lot, he took all the people they had acquired, he took all his possessions. That's interesting, isn't it? Okay. Leadership. So he's willing to follow, but wanted more people to be involved too. So he also led. Cool. I like it. What else? So follow your gut. Did he hear a voice of God? Was it an intuition? Was it, uh, was it something internal that he, like, did God speak from a cloud or was it more, oh my goodness, I'm having this experience of the divine and the divine is calling me to go, to leave. And he trusted in that and, and he went because he trusted that that was God speaking and we can actually follow in faith. I like it. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. We need shepherding. Say that again. We need God to lead. 
I left out the word shepherd because I wasn't confident I could spell it correctly. Yes. Blind faith, continue to listen and be aware. Anything else? Yeah. Huh. I like it. Stop and mark. Significant spiritual in experiences <laughs> abbreviate time anything else Need community. I like it. All of us are capable of following God. Anything else? Anyone? Quick. It will continue to call. Let's see. We'll keep calling blessing. We look for we look for security. Talk about that word blessing. What does that mean? Blessing. Protection. What else? Gifts. Help. Comfort. Grace. Confirmation. One more time. Ability. Happy, happy are those, happy are the poor. What else? Power, reward, resources. Did I miss one? Humility. So God says, I will give all of that to you so you can keep it and enjoy it. Right? That's what the story says. 
So you can do what? So you can give all that away. Oh, so the purpose here is not to like create a new tribe because this is a tribal system, right? Everyone has, what do you do in a tribe? Like in your tribe, you, what do you need? Like you need all that stuff we talked about and then you need to protect your tribe because there are other tribes out there and the other tribes out there might take what you now have and what you've been given. So when you have a tribe, you got to build walls. You got to have a military. You got to have a way to defend yourself. You have to way to, that, that's the, the system into which God is calling these people. And he's saying, I'm going to give you all of that, not so you can protect it and keep it, but so that you can give it. So this is a new sort of a tribe. This is a different sort of a tribe. This is sort of a, a territory-less tribe. This is, this is something. So God is playing favorites in order to play favorites. Does that make sense? So God is playing favorites in order to play favorites. How many nations will be blessed? How many? All. How many does that include? All. Okay, so. Oh, man. Just that idea right there. So this is a, so God started at the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and all that other stuff. Created Adam and Eve, said, be fruitful, multiply, care. Be good stewards of the land, right? Bring forth things, right? Participate in this thing of this flourishing thing that we got going on here. Then it all gets messed up, right? So it's almost like God is like, okay, let's do this again. Let's do it again. You are blessed to now be a blessing, Oh, it's so good. Okay. There's a purpose to this madness. What is this calling us to do? We may have just covered a little bit of that. What is this calling us to do? Okay, go. You're preaching too long. Okay, what is this calling us to do? Go. Listen. Trust. Obey. <laughs> Jesus didn't trust him. Because his eye is on the sparrow, and he watches. Serve. Care. Engage. Give. Remember. You are talking too fast. <laughs> Testify. 
I do. Bless. Which is a huge word because we all just talked about what that word means. What else? Have faith. What else? Sacrifice. Oh. Big word. What else? Get out of comfort zone. I like it. Universal health. Hey. Anything else? Specific. Non general. It's not, I'm not preaching today. <laughs> this is your sermon. <laughs> Change? Change. Okay, so this is... Was that fun? So, this is, a, this is a primal story. This is a foundational story. This is a formational story. Uh, and we just spent like 45 minutes, sorry, um, just riffing. We're just riffing. We're just talking. We're just trusting that the Spirit has been present and, and, and we were able to hear and then repeat. And what you all just experienced around these tables is a, you just experienced a pod. You experienced a small group. You experienced what it can be like uh, for you to gather around the Word, to gather around Scripture, and just trust the Spirit. Be guided by some questions, of course. But are those questions super profound? No. They're really easy. But they, the discussion got pretty profound. I mean, you know, all of a sudden, this table found themselves talking about unemployed people who have no health care or have no child care and how they've got no way to get out from underneath whatever it is that's holding them down. And all of a sudden, they were in that world 
And they were talking about what that means. And they were feeling, oh my goodness, is there something we can do about that? And so suddenly, this ancient text, which sometimes seems so far removed from what we are experiencing here, all of a sudden it was like, oh my goodness, there's something we can do. Now the question is, what do you do about what you just heard everybody just say? That's not up to me. That's up to you. And this is the part of worship that we call the response to God. So we have an approach. We come in and we gather and we sing and we acknowledge how amazing the divine is. We talk about his love, his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness. We recognize that we aren't perfect and that we need that forgiveness. That's the approach. Then we come to the word of God and we listen to what the spirit is saying in us and through us. And then comes the response, right? Where we'll sing a song. And then the biggest portion of our response happens Sunday afternoon, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then we do it all over again because our liturgy never ends. Because our worship never really ends. So we're called, we're blessed to be a blessing. And that's ginormous.